Idaho podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Sticks it raised, Jimmy Medlin, Coach Mike Ray, Cuba Lacker, Bobby York, TJ, and the Moose. Jim Drury, Richard Dixon, Lawson, Gaither, Dennis Dixon, Delvin, Cessna, Kelvin, Cessna, Six Gun, Billy. It's the old school Red Hill podcast and world history of everything Bridgeport and Red Hill High School. Rosie Gray, Jimmy Worth, Jim Baker, Sports and Spurs, Jody Bone, Bob Bagby, and the Lions Jamboree. Wrestling team getting lean, Susan Ride, Hoops Queen, Dennis Bowser, Tank Farm, JD Saver, Bobby D. The old school Red Hill podcast is hosted by Gary Emmons, David King, Chip Jamerson, and Brian Emmons. Ashbrand Music, Tana Holtz, Story Chief, Tom Queen Boats, Berkeley Carey, Tracy Coltis, Joy, and Stacy Moore. Neil Keith, Sally Sears, Evans, and the Glory Gears, Mo, Bob, Mel, Mare, the Cunningham Four. Ray Price, Berkeley Shan, 88, Shopee Kent, Twyla Thorne, Walking Laps, Gary Dimmons, Taking Snaps, We Make State, Said the Shirt, Pizza House, Joe Kurtz, Freddie A, All the Way, 100 Yard Reverb! Every episode brought to you by Gray's Restaurant, Andrew's Insurance Agency, People's State Bank, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Bill Huff, Sosimski, Bingo Holman, Kerchie, Pimbleton, Sure Can Run, Senorita Poland, Pat C, Fred Kendall, Grisbar equals baseball, Otis Ham O'Brien, have a smoke, Dogs, Carrie Hill. <laughs> Greg Ford, Eric Colts, Hilltop Tavern, Alan Stoltz, John Brooks, David Green, Brando's the best we've seen, Sperry Store, Ray Paint, Hardacre, and the Bank, Maddo Bosley, Breakdance, False Start for Doug Shay. Talking sports, pop culture, headlines of the times, and all your Red Hill High School activities in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Constance Irway, Mike Mann, Homecoming, Free Fair Band, McKim, Atkins, Debbie Scott is dancing, Ferguson on the book, third grade with Don Cook, Lance Smith, Jeff Flynn, Lucia Jamerson, Waco, Warren P. Rhino and Terry, David King, Blue White Game, worthy of the Hall of Fame! Get out your yearbooks, dust off your dog tails, and join us for another trip down memory lane on the Old School Red Hill Podcast! Let's go, White! Chuck, Rousey, Charlene, Newell, Chip leads us to Old School, Steve Potts, Frohawk, Rick, Tate, Bowers, Rucker, Tucker, Tate, Farm, Billy Gray has the art, dance team at halftime, Kicks on the line. Oklahoma, West Side Story, Kyler in, always going. Washington will live on. Petty C, Paul Tuval, Tebo Andrews, EJ Short, Rob McKinley on the call. We wear blue forever, will. We will always be Red Hill! Hello again, friends, and I hope. We are friends. You've come to Hello. a quiet place, a happy place in the old school Red Hill podcast. I am Brian Emmons with my fair gentleman, Mr. David King. Hey, how's everybody doing? Mr. Gary Emmons. Is this like 
an ode to the Open Championship starting tomorrow. Oh, it I... could be. I was just being stupid, but yes, it's because yeah. of the Open Championship. Hey, guys, good to be back. Record another fun episode. And Mr. Charles Jamerson, better known to his friends as Chip. Hello, everyone. So welcome how's it going? To, how's it welcome going? Welcome back to the Midwest to you guys that went to Oregon. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Had a great, great time. Um, for you golfers out there, band and dunes, we Gary, we we talked about it for a year and a half, watched videos, read books, uh, listened to podcasts, and it still lived up to the hype. It exceeded expectations. It's uh it's it's for us, I guess, heaven on earth, probably just an amazing part of the country, the United States, even if you don't golf, it's just a beautiful part of the country and uh, weather was perfect and uh, just a, a great week with great people and uh, some so-so golf, but that didn't even matter. No, we, uh, so if you, if you want to listen to our exploits out there, you can go to the B3 podcast. We, uh, we updated every day what was going on. Um, it was called the band and dune sessions. If you want to search for those, but good time. Thank you for mentioning that chip. Um, got a good show for you tonight. One of our kind of favorite, um, shows when we don't have a specific topic like we did last time with the 87 baseball regional. I got a quick story about that before we get going, but we're going to do this week in the daily record in 1981 and uh what a what a great year that was i was let's see what i have been in the sixth grade i was right between sixth and seventh grade i believe for me um between first and second grade for me oh that makes me feel old <laughs> i'm a year older than dave so i was between second and third grade at that time and i'm a year younger so i was between kindergarten and first i feel like i have to do all the work here and then you guys <laughs> Um, so, uh, to going back to that 87, um, unfortunately, um, we had a, a death in, in, uh, from a guy that lives over here in Montgomery. Now, Jeremy Carter from Lawrenceville passed away and, and, uh, his, his funeral was in, in Washington and, and went to the wake and ran into Delmer waters. And we talked to Delmer for about, I don't know, 30 seconds, said hello and, and shared our, you know, condolences about uh, Jeremy. And then he said, Hey, Brian, this is my wife. And, uh, this is the guy. And he starts into the story about the home run and, and we laughed and, and, uh, I just kind of looked at her and said, you know, you're leaving with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even bring it up. No, I didn't bring it up that time. I didn't even bring it up, but, uh, but thank you to our sponsors as always Gray's restaurant in Bridgeport for over 75 years. They've been cooking up great food, the gray family cooking for your family. Andrew's insurance agency, now part of the Burkhart insurance agency, got to see juice this weekend, played a little golf with him. It'd been a, yeah. been a while since we saw him and, and played golf. So that was a lot of fun. Also Tyler Griffin's pizza house got a special special pizza for a pizza of the month this month for the Tyler Griffiths Pizza House. You hear about that on the commercial. And, of course, Stacy Moore and the whole gang at People State Bank, we appreciate their sponsorship. Might have something cool coming with our sponsors that we're working on. We'll, we'll continue to work on that and get with you later on. But let's go into this week in 1981. We'll run over some national stories. And, honestly, this is a light week, not only locally, but it, oh, nationally it was pretty like July 15th, 1981, that was a Wednesday 
Aspartame, the artificial sweetener marketed as NutraSweet, and we know it now as Equal, was approved for sale in the United States by the FDA. Initially, the product was cleared only for use at home, but later would be approved as a food additive. You uh, Equal or Sweet and Low guys? Sweet and Low. Sweet and Low. Oh, good job, Dave. I'm more Splenda. Straight sugar if I I (laughs) Yes, I love it. Kirsten's (laughs) Splenda. I'm, I'm Sweet and Low. Um, July 16th, that was a Thursday. Harry Chapin died, 38 years old. Folk singer and hunger hunger activist was killed in a car wreck near Jericho, New York, on the Long Island Expressway. Chapin had shifted lanes into the path of a Rickle Home Center's truck and was unable to avoid a collision with his car, died of a ruptured aneurysm caused by the impact. A jury later found Chapin to be 40% at fault in the accident with the driver primarily liable and awarded $7.2 million to his widow, to the uh the other widow. So, but I remember Sherry Baldwin sharing that news that Harry Chapin had died, and and uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure who he was when I heard that. Uh, July seventeenth, Nissan Motor Company announced it was phasing out the Datsun for sales outside Japan, and a walkway collapsed at the Hyatt Regency in Kansas City uh, over the fourth floor, walked over a uh, a road. Hundred and in addition to the hundred and fourteen who died, hundred and eighty-five more were injured. So oh, that wow. was, yeah, that was nasty. And so our favorite thing, even though we can't play the music anymore, unfortunately, we got the top ten list, and we're going to go to our friend, help us count it down, Mr. Casey Kasem. Casey, what number are we going to start with? Ten. Number ten. The Manhattan Transfer reminds me of Dickie Stevenson's house. The boy from New York City, Gary. Dave, what wrestler came out to the boy from New York City? I think I know. You don't give you don't stump me often on wrestling questions. But, oh, I like it. But you may have stumped me. <laughs> the Boogie Woogie Man. Jimmy Valiant. Handsome Jimmy. Yeah. All right, Casey, what number's next? Nine. Number nine is the Pointer Sisters slow hand. Number eight, I Don't Need You by Kenny Rogers. I, I'm sure if I heard that, Chip, I um, might. It's not, I'm not, I can't place it right now. A good one at number seven. The theme from The Greatest American Hero, Believe oh, It or yeah. Not. Good, good song. By Joey. Good show. Good show. I know I watched. That was, was that a Friday night show? Seemed like. I don't think it was a Friday night. I feel like it was a Sunday night show, but I, I was thinking about Tuesday. I was, I was, <laughs> was going to say Sunday or Tuesday. It was so. one. It was definitely one of those. Yeah. Actually, it was probably like Thursday. I uh, know it's not Monday for uh, sure. Now this is a big hit at the American <laughs> Legion in Bridgeport, Illinois. Must be Ronnie Millsap. Well, you're in the you're in the neighborhood. Thanks. Number six. <laughs> These sound bites suck. Uh, the Oak Ridge Boys with Elvira. Okay. Big Eric Andrews song. I think he okay. brought that to show and tell. He brought the 45 one. Uh, probably uh, must have been first grade, I guess. Um, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, <laughs> right in the middle of a pandemic. Um, took my in-laws down to the uh, Opryland Hotel or the Gaylord Hotel in Nashville and saw the Oak Ridge Boys right before Christmas. It was pretty Did they cool. end with, was that their closer? No, it was kind of the mid, midway because they did like their big hits. They ended with that, took a break, then went into the, all their, their Christmas uh, Christmas song. All right, what's up next, uh, Casey? Let's go to number five. Number five, Daryl Hall, John Oates, You Make My Dreams. 
Great song. Number four is Rick Springfield with Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. That's right. Jesse's Girl. Yeah. See if it was the number one, number one song when MTV first aired. A was it really? Weeks from now. Yeah. Eight, eight one. Eight one. Oh, I mentioned something else here in a minute. All right. Uh, Air Supply going to go um, next at number e. three with you know this one. Not sure um, which one it's going to be. Here I am, the one that you love. George Harrison with All Those Years Ago at number two. And at number one, nine weeks at number one. Betty Davis Eyes. Kim Carnes and Betty Davis Eyes. So that is your top ten list. Let's play one quick game of Sponsor Roulette, and then we will get to Monday, which is, I believe, Mr. Gary Emmons' day. Correct. All right. What do we want? Uh, who wants to go first? We'll let Chip go first. You want one, two, three, or four? I'm going to say Andrew's Insurance is located at number one. Well, so you're picking number one? I'm picking number one predicting it's Andrew's Insurance. Okay, here we go. Are you tired of banks that don't care about you or the community? I know I just closed an account this past week. It was one we never used anymore, but I got to look, and heck, all we were doing was paying fees. They could have noticed that, but probably not a bank that looks out for you and, and the community. Not like People's State Bank and their four convenient locations in our, our area in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville, Stacy Moore, one of the all-time great Salukis and his team will look out for you. And like they always do, just take a look at their Facebook page. They're involved in everything, not only in our community, but in all the other communities that they serve as well. Go see them for a personal touch, not the big banking, non-personal relationships that you get other places. Go see People State Bank, Lawrenceville and St. Francisville, but more importantly, Sumner and Ridgeport. People's State Bank, a bank for our community. All right, thanks to the folks at People's State Bank. All right, let's start this week, 1981, daily record, Gary Emmons. Well, it's uh, it's Monday, July 13th, I guess, exactly 41 years ago today, which oh I can't God. believe that was 41 years ago. But... 41 years ago. <laughs> July 13th, 1981, obviously, it was always fun. You, you, like, of course, we weren't, uh, we were just kids at this time, but our, our parents would work all day, and you'd come in, and either before or after dinner, you'd unravel that Daily Record newspaper and start from uh, front to back to see what you're going, going on in the world and local news. I'm going to start off with, now, David, you may be, well, you're a 4-H guy, I'm assuming, weren't you? Yeah. Was is the Lawrence County Junior Fair the same thing as the Lawrence County 4-H Fair? And they're at the same time. They're technically, I think they're technically separate, but they're basically at the same time. Well, this you, was going on. I don't know, maybe you guys are going to have more to report on that. But the, the only local flavor to that, the we had the power poles going on. Several different divisions of these tractor-like poles. You know, using mm -hmm. tractors, using trucks. Sumner's very own Dennis Thacker. Hey, he finished third in the pickup stock four-wheel drive division. That'd be big, with, Dennis, correct? With a pull of a 173 feet and eight inches. 
Oh, that's true. I was picturing DJ, but I remember like he yeah. was sixth grade. Yeah. Here, <laughs> Have to be dad. So. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Dennis at the one seventy three mark snapped his front his front end drive shaft oh, well, in his night in the old pickup truck. That'll happen. But he got third. He was like forty one feet behind. But he had a good run at it. So. Congrats to Dennis. Not much other local news or flavor from that junior fair in that paper. You guys might have more. I have nothing on that. I have a question <laughs> real quick, and I went to another paper because I was looking. I, I think I, I was looking something else up. I noticed when, like, they did, like, the uh, like the ca- uh, you know, like the cattle awards and that stuff. <laughs> I know I'm not phrasing this correctly. <laughs> and now for best cow. <laughs> I noticed, like, like the winners were from Flora and Oblong, and could yeah, anybody could anybody come, Dave? Yeah, yeah, for the junior fair. Hmm. Um, that was uh, – we didn't have a lot of out-of-town people, but I think the Stebers from Olney always showed hogs. You know, they'd, be, they'd have their hogs in the 4-H barns. Um, they would – basically, we would show – we would show the – I think on Monday was all the 4-H stuff. And then, and then I think Tuesday or maybe maybe even Monday afternoon on was like June was all junior fair stuff. Okay. So tonight, Coach Bill Huff's got a meeting set up for all prospective football players. Going to be at six thirty in the weight room. Okay. How all prospective candidates are, are asked to attend. It's going to be a, it's all, four, all fourteen it's, of them. Will show. Yeah. I was say this is this a farewell season. This will be the last season yeah. of Coach Up. Yeah. yeah. And if I yeah, remember I right, I don't think he wanted to come back. I think I, we read that in one of our. Yeah, I think we covered yeah. that, didn't we? Yeah, I think he. They talked him into coming back. Uh, I found this interesting. This was the first meeting. You know, and again, we're we're sitting at July thirteenth. Practice is going to start in about a month. First means to establish a weightlifting program. Oh, so, good. I mean, it's good. Start later is better than any time, I suppose. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. He says, if you plan to play but can't attend, you got to call Coach Huff to explain your circumstances. <laughs> so shit. that'd be a fun call. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna assume just about a month later, the team voted on captains. I gotta assume our. Our tri captains Tony Gaither, Todd Skipworth, and John McDonald were all in attendance that night. I can't imagine they oh, were yeah. in there. Yeah, uh, but they were selected as tri captains later on. But I'm sure they were there that night. Yeah, they were there. I found it in the in the Daily Record. Also, seemed like the North American Soccer League was a pretty big deal. I feel it's been trying to get soccer going pretty big in this uh, in our country for uh, well, I guess since at least 1981. New York was your leader <laughs> at that particular time. New York's dominating the league. You always, uh, always every year that there's a world cup, it's, it's going to start the great soccer boom. <laughs> Although I, I am a Ted Lasso fan. If that oh, yeah. New York, New York was sitting at 18 and five. So they were dominating yeah. the league there. Well, the unfortunate part, the U S didn't make them the men's and he make the, the world cup last, last time around. Hey, Brad, I think it's time for a retro commercial. All right, well, let's see if we can find the retro commercial music. Here we go. Do you want to beat the heat on a hot summer day? Yes. There's no place better than Altadonna's Dairy Bar. Woo-hoo! Oh, yes. Nice. Summer <laughs> hours are daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. But, Gary, nice. what can you can- get there? <laughs> the week of July 14th through the 18th, we got a super special. Yes. 
Buy one large cone at regular price and get a second one free. Are you telling me? Buy one, get one free? <laughs> you got to bring the coupon, though. Ooh. What else do they feature at the Altadani's Dairy Bar? We also feature shakes, sundaes, sandwiches. And where can you find us? Altadonna's Dairy Barns right next to Altadonna Super Value in Bridgeport, Illinois. Just right outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> in, I just think of Johnny Smith when I think of that for whatever reason, the Dairy Barn. I think Johnny must have worked there at some point. Um, that's my memory of the Dairy Barn for whatever reason going there was Johnny Smith being an employee. How, how long did that last? It went it was, on for a few years. years. Still, no, I mean, I think it was still around. Even through I was I was in high school. I mean, I, yeah, Johnny yeah. was working there. Yeah, so after, a good, a good after ten that, year run, eight to ten years. It's I mean, that's really smart. You come right out of the grocery store. Yeah, you've got your heathen kids been throwing fits <laughs> the entire time, and you can tell them while you're in the grocery <laughs> store. You shut up for five minutes, and I'll get you a dang dilly bar or something. Yeah, <laughs> and and if you got that coupon, two yeah, kids. Two for yeah, one. Right. yeah. And I feel like there was a little bit of a shortcut. I don't think we drove all the way out to 250 on our bikes to get there. I think we cut through, Ooh. I can't think whatever that road is, that would be, I feel like we drove, I remember riding bikes through someone's yard to get there. So we didn't go to go yeah, off, not that it was a long yeah. way, but I don't think any I shortcuts were good on your bike. Huh. If you want to go to the movies tonight, you go over to Vincent's of the New Moon, playing Take This Job and Shove It. And at the Plaza Cinema, we got Superman 2 and the Great Muppet Caper. That's, oh, a great, that's a great that's a great uh two movies together I, I know i saw the great muppet caper for sure i'm assuming i saw superman 2 i looked up some uh, info on superman 2 and that is widely regarded of that set of superman movies as the best one i guess there was three villains in it yeah yeah it uh, was ba the first the superman one and two were basically filmed at the same time uh, gotcha. and display and just split up into two movies but Superman two, maybe my favorite movie when I was a kid. Wow. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up as good as an adult. You kind of notice the plot holes. Uh, <laughs> had, a like of, had a budget of a, fifty-eight million. Did a hundred and eight million worldwide. So, but as a six-year-old kid, it was it was magic. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw Great Muppet Caper at the theater. Definitely. Yeah. At the, I mean, I can remember walking into the plaza, and the reason I remember is because. I think it must have been earlier in the summer because I'm pretty sure we were going to see Raiders of the Lost Ark and it was sold out. So we had to go to the other movie that was there. I don't think it was Superman 2 that we got turned away for, but, uh, and I've still never seen an Indiana Jones movie to this day. So <laughs> that moment of being turned away from Raiders of the Lost Ark it turned your, uh, turned your my, life around. My closest, <laughs> yeah. my closest thing to seeing a Raiders of the Lost Ark movie is that live show that you see at Disney. The last oh, yeah. that you sit down just to get off your feet for a minute. Um, yeah. yeah, I've never, never seen. It. I'm sure it's fine, but I've just never seen it. Dave, I figure you're a big Raiders guy. I'm just gonna take a stab in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's movies I like better than the Indiana Jones movies, but they're good. Are they when making I was another one? Yeah, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, or, yeah when, or, when I was four of them, and there's another one being made. Yeah, okay. yeah. When I was so. making sure that. It was out before I said that I researched this morning that um, it was out. It came out June 12th of 81, um, just to make sure my yeah. memory was correct on that. Yeah, I saw that came up that the fifth one comes out next summer. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 41 year. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, I'm happy to report Tony Wells 
son of Harold and Donna, is back from deployment oh, of the Indian Ocean. So he was aboard this the is USS the one Yes. Yeah. What's that? This is the Tony Wells that we, we've talked about this on a few different podcasts. <laughs> this is the one that David knows a little bit better through some yeah. family uh, yeah. marriages and things like yeah. that. Yeah. He was stationed in the, in the Indian Ocean on the USS Midway. Tony is a Navy boiler technician fireman recruit. So good to have Tony home for a little bit before he has to go back. Dog catcher Harold Cruel. He's got several dogs that need adopted, guys. So get out there and adopt your adopted dog from uh from Mr. Cruel. Uh, the area dog catcher's got several of these caught, and we need to get those adopted. Of course, you've had your dinner, you've read your daily record. You're gonna sit down for some TV. Of course, we're in rerun season. CBS had a pretty good lineup. Ooh. 7 p.m. WKRP in Cincinnati, followed by the 7:30 Tim Conway show. Okay. Eight o'clock Mash. 8:30 House Calls, and then nine o'clock was Lou Grant. Okay. Uh, great show. ABC just had a show called The Best of Times. I don't recall that one. Then they showed a TV movie. Then NBC. I always think of Mary Jamerson. 7 p.m. The Little House on the Prairie was on. Oh yeah, big. Our family, um, my dad still watches it a lot today. 8 p.m. Flamingo Road. I remember that a little bit, a little bit of that show. And then at 9 p.m. was a show called The Last Convertible Part 4. So it must be a little miniseries going on. So those were so cool back in the 80s when they show miniseries. And my mom will listen and she'll correct me on anything I'm saying. I know he watches The Waltons a lot. I'm not sure if he watches Little House in the Prairie. So I'm going to put that out there before we get a call <laughs> with the corrections tomorrow. But I, I think he's still – I know he watches The Waltons every day. So – well, that's going to wrap up uh, Monday, July the 13th, 1984. Probably time to go to Little Roulette. Yeah, let's play uh, Let's play some uh, sponsor roulette. Gary, I'll let you choose which number you want. Number one I'm has been to, chosen. I'm just going to go with number two, which is Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. All right, you guessed number two, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Let's see if you are correct. For over 75 years, the most famous place to go eat in our area is Gray's Restaurant. I was just talking to people the other day. They asked me, where'd you grow up? And I said, oh, Bridgeport, Illinois. And they're like, oh, that's that place with those great steaks and catfish. I said, you damn right it is. 945-9501 if you want to pick it up. But you know the great thing to do? Drop into Gray's. You're going to see somebody you know. Say hello. Maybe somebody you haven't seen for a long time. It's in town visiting because I know when we had people come in town, that's where we always went. Great steaks. They're always hand cut. Bread and tenderloins. The fantastic cheeseburgers that we talk about all the time on this show. And, of course, those famous catfish dinners. Look up their daily lunch specials on the Facebook page. And I noticed that every Wednesday in July is beef Manhattans. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had a beef Manhattan from Gray's, but I almost bet you it is fantastic. So go see the Gray family. Like I said, over 75 years they've been feeding us all, and we're very happy for it. 945-9501. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Yeah. Real quick, I have had the beef Manhattan. We got into a habit of getting those uh, oh, when I was, was living back there. I bet it's so good. 
very, they really, very, I would hardly ever stray away from what my usual cheeseburger meal there, but sometimes for lunch, we would have that and it was amazing. All right, there you go. Beef Manhattan today. Uh, let's see next Wednesday. Go get it. What's what's going on. All right. Monday is down. Now let's go to Tuesday. And I believe that's Charles Lynn Jamerson jr. I've got the Tuesday here. So we will, um, not a huge, not a lot going on in Lawrence County. Um, the day before or that Monday, July 13th, but I'll cover a few things. Um, a lot of, I noticed the daily records really covered the national and world news very heavily. I mean, the whole front page, I think is all almost world and national news. I mean, things with Syria and all kinds of stories. Um, so not as many pictures, a lot of where we think of pictures in the daily record were a lot of articles. Um, so I'm going to skip to page two though. And there, there is a lot of local news on that page. And that was the sports page back in 1981. If you research the daily records, as we do, you know, the sports page changes around where it's at, where it's located from year to year. And we're on page two. And what I, I was very excited to draw the Tuesday straw because I get to cover the 1981 Bridgeport Little League All-Stars. Yeah. And, uh, one of our favorite things to discuss, <laughs> Little League. Um, first thing I noticed now that they have not started game. Your games start next week because Lawrenceville is still finishing their regular season, which we might be too. We don't have, they don't cover our games. So I think we may still be finishing regular season right now. And then we start into All-Stars next week. Um, but we can talk a little bit about that. I know Brian's got some good stories from those, from that tournament. We can ease that we can definitely get to. Um, so one thing I like about this team picture now, I don't know if you guys did this once the season, once the game started, but you did a major league baseball style. Brino's got his moose Jersey on Terry Kurtz has got his bank Jersey on. It wasn't a Bridgeport all-stars Jersey. They had the Bridgeport all-stars cap. But the jersey you wore your home team. Now I don't know if you eventually remember. I if you... <laughs> I, I don't remember. Um, I think we had those. Well, see, I'm picturing those dark blue jerseys. But oh yeah, of that course. may be because I saw other people wearing. Yeah. I, I don't know honestly. I can't remember. I love this look though because it's the major league style. So let's just kind of go through the roster. You're going to see some names. Were these? Yeah, those are the jerseys with the awesome stripes on the shoulders with a hat. The great, match. Yeah, the greatest jerseys ever at the Bridgeport. Yes. Just a, a, and just a generic hat. There wasn't any. The hat just matched the arm stripes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're trying to picture this at home, is if you think of the Houston Astros kind of rainbow look back then, mm-hmm. uh, the different shades of the color that they were, uh, of course, banquet with the orange and yellow, uh, Union, the blue, the shades of blue, with some black and gray in there, the moose, the red, gray, and black, the lions, the maroon, maroon. gold, yeah, and Legion, the red and green and yellow combination. Just gorgeous uniforms. Yep. The Legion was a red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. Good call. yeah, they they moved. To, yeah, that's that's true. That's that is what they moved to when they when yeah. we switched colors the they next did. time. Yeah. So, because um, but when I our listeners like the Grismers and Francis Carey, I'm sure they're thinking of the green, oh, the green yeah. uniforms. Um, let's go through the roster here. Some names familiar with the 1987. Uh, regional finalist team, not a lot of um, names that are the same, but a couple names here. So let's start with um, the, the, some of these, I'll be able to give you the team. Um, 
my, the scans were a little, there were some creases in the paper. You guys may have had that in some of yours. That yeah, you had mine, mine had a, a big one across the top. Yeah, and that's right where the picture is. So some now, of course, I got Brian right here. So if I don't know the team, he might be able to help me out on this. So uh, from representing the Legion, Everett Arnold. Representing the Legion, Kevin Tucker. And feel free, we can always jump. I don't have to go straight through any conversations we want to have. I did see, I saw a Red Hill uh, high school football camp going on, youth camp. Last, I saw some pictures posted. Saw Kevin Tucker on the field with the kids coaching. That guy has given hey. decades and decades to that junior pro yeah, football he program. He's like 40 years in that program, which <laughs> yeah. is yeah. not, not that many. I mean, they should do, at some point, they need to do something, a plaque or something somewhere for his years of service. Don't. Uh, I wouldn't be so shy. I mean, I bet it has been almost 40 years, Gary. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, 30. I mean, I mean, 30. If you include his years, but he would have played for four years. So yeah. four years as a player, and then you do like 30-some as a coach. I mean, he's in, yeah. definitely in the 30s. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Kevin was from the Legion. So Legion looks like they were pretty strong this year. Brian may have to go from memory here a little bit and remind us how the standing shook out that year. Uh, Legion obviously is the favorite right now with two members to nobody else has anyone. Yeah. The next one's kind of a lighter uniform. So I'm thinking he's bank. It could, bank. This guy was thinking bank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have this picture in front of you? Yeah. Right now, I just Brian? pulled it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Kevin Plummer yeah. from the bank. Um, then J I Westall from the Legion. Yep. That's three for the Legion. And you can, I can tell why the, their coach is up there. So I can tell why one of their coaches. I guess I can tell who won by who the coaches are. So I know who was first and second that year. Yeah. Um, next we got, and I, I know this. I can't see his uniform, but hey, he's part of my team, so I know what team this guy's from. <laughs> from the Union, Emmett Perrin. <laughs> Emma Padilla. Oh yeah. Emma Padilla from the um from the Union. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I know this one also going from memory. Representing, well, Brian, is he Moose? He's the Moose. George Griffin from Double the Moose. And then this guy's got a dark uniform here. To help me with this one, Brad, fellow 87 grad, Brad Cook from the Moose. From so, the Moose. Well, I think you're going to know what teams, what the coaches came from, from that front row there. And we and we got some – that was just the front row, everybody. We got some studs on the top row here. It looks like assistant coach. So, it means his team was the runner-up. Well, maybe he's not – maybe he was head coach. I don't know. Yeah. H Harold Tucker of the Legion will be coaching. And the way we do it – the first place and second place teams, they, they're head coaches. So it doesn't specify who's first and who's second here. But Legion was definitely top two that season because Harold. And, I, and I, I'm going to interject here because we're going to have to get to the bottom of the 1987 Little League because Gary Wells was not the coach of the Little League All-Stars that year. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I got I don't know what happened. When we ever have that Little League episode, we're going to have to try to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, because that's the way I – like when I – was in the league. That's the way we did it. It'd be like Mike Smith and Doug Hardacre because we were first and second. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can't wait to do that episode, by the way. <laughs> and if I don't have anything else tonight, I'm glad I got to cover this because this is what really gets my blood moving. Um, let's see, Coach Harold Tucker, of course, Bobby York from that '87 team, the left-handed pitcher that we talked about. He was on this team. Is he from the Lions like he, his brother was? He is from the Lions. Yep. Okay. Is our first Lions representative, Bobby York. They did not finish in the top two that year. Um, I know which 
and you can see it. It's clear across his chest there. I mentioned him earlier from the Legion, the fireballer, Francis Carey. Yep. One of the pitchers on this team, I'm sure. Um, and um, then we've got uh, Brian Emmons is next. And, uh, <laughs> What's the confusion here? <laughs> no, I, I thought the names were out of order down here. Oh. I, was, I just looked ahead too much. So, yeah, so, um, Brian Emmons from the Moose. I know that one. Um, and I know TJ had some very nice things. Brian put a post of his family up a few weeks ago, changed his profile picture or something on Facebook. And, um, yeah, it was good to, good. Those and, nice words by TJ. Yeah. His head coach of the moose, which we may mention in a little bit, uh, TJ McClellan mentioned how much he enjoyed coaching Brian and what a good catcher. He mentioned he's a catcher. Or a pitch. Did you pitch some too? You pitched. I did. Literally. That's, that's about but, when it all started to end. Yeah. My catching is, I think what he remembers you most of as a catcher on that moose team and your battery mate is right next to you in this picture, uh, from the, well, I have to mention it from the 87 regional champs. Um, need to talk the Mount Carmel that. Golden Aces, uh, Height Baldwin, uh, representing the Moose. So the Moose was absolutely loaded. Um, but so Heights there. And from the Lions, Lions get their second representative. It looks like that is, oh, future prom king, Brian <laughs> Moorhead yeah. uh, from the Lions. Yeah, he's what? Uh, he's five years away from, uh, from wearing yeah. the crown at this point. And he would have been, it's always because he's older than Brian. So it's always nice when you can get those seventh graders that that beat the age cutoff. So uh, you've got a kid that's about getting ready to go into eighth grade on your little league team. That's always an advantage. I know people and like Francis Carey. Like, and Francis Carey's the grade behind me. Right. So you got those kids behind. So, so yeah, yeah, you got a mix of fifth, sixth, and seventh yeah. graders on this team. Um, but a very old team because i i think francis is like the only 88 guy on this team isn't he yeah, so, so it's all it's all 12 year olds and 111 unless there's some kids well bobby york's one of those young kids so he would have been probably he and tucker the younger, both were the oh tucker yeah 87 grads but they were they were a year younger yeah but yeah francis the only 88 grade. wow interesting uh from the class of 87 and representing the bank terry kurtz throwing, that, the, throwing that doug hardacre drop ball and then I think, I know, not think, I know he was mentioned as a member of the 87 base, yep. did, did some first base coaching on that team, I believe. Had some big um, hits for us off the bench. Representing the Lions, Steve Blackwell. So Lions got, you know, a few reps there on the top row. And then the coach, TJ McClellan. I just, I just was assuming TJ was the head coach and Harold was the assistant, but. I would have, to, you know, I would have to go back, but I think, I'm pretty sure we won the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I guess was Shannon mentioned? Did I miss Shannon? I had to do a work thing. Shannon was in my grade, but a year older. Ah, uh, I assumed he was going to be the Legion fireballer, yeah. number one on this team. Yeah, that's right. Because in that last time we did this, or whenever we looked at Little League rosters, he was a player for the Legion when Brian was just oh, a bat boy. So it's all coming together now. Wow. Yeah. Um. So they, and then so there's your Little League team now. I. I my story, I know I had a chance. I know there's a huge, I'm gonna let Brian go a little bit of the tournament here. I know there was a big game where Brian had a huge hit and I know you guys were living across the street from me at this time on yep. Franklin street at that time. Uh -huh. And, um, much like the 87 regional semifinal game that I didn't go to, 
you guys, I remember the, your family invited me to ride along. I don't know if you're Olney or Robinson or somewhere. I think they mentions Robinson in this. So one of those places, you know, you were invited, and I did not go, and I was so disappointed when you guys got home and told me this the story of this exciting game. So, Brian, what do you remember about that Little League All-Star team? And am I correct that you had a huge hit in one of these games? I have no recollection at all of, okay. of that game. I do remember the final against Lawrenceville, which we can talk about if you want to, but I sure. really I really don't have any recollection of, of the tournament up to that. If I, I'm a, I need to go back and read the story, and maybe I can piece it together at that point, but uh, um, good team. I remember we had, God, we had a lot of fun. I mean, look at that picture. You can tell that, you know, you got Harold and TJ who were into it and having fun. And, and uh, we had, again, we had good pitchers. Height could throw. Bobby York was just, he was as good a left-hander as, as you're going to see at that age. And, and, uh, and yeah, just a lot of baseball knowledge, a lot of fun on that team. Now, what I remember of this team was that in the Bridgeport Leader, they had individual little pictures of each of each kid, and that was awesome when they. Oh, and they put their batting, they put their stats underneath. Yeah. Oh my, that was great. And I remember, I think it was the year before this. Yeah, it was because Darren McAdow was on the team. Um, At that time, Francis Carey's dad helped me. uh, Randy, remember his name? Randy Carey. He had a little synopsis in like a of each player and talked about like a little paragraph talking about each player and how he, his game and stuff, which was kind of cool. Uh, so was he like the commissioner? He was the, the commissioner. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Re- oh, wow. Yeah. He went above and beyond. Oh yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah, that's obviously the big sports story that day. I like how they did sports scribblings back there. They would just do like little blurbs of different things going on um, inside the county and, you know, people that had left and things they were doing in college and so forth. So nothing really to point out in the sports scribblings, but they're fun to read. If you want to, like I say, these are free on the daily record website or on the Lawrenceville library website. So I did, I never know that I always just searched in Dick Poppy, uh, Lawrence County library. And it comes up every time. Hey, so, real quick. I just saw something yeah. worth the, the Bicknell golf tournament, the Knox County open ad is in here to, to register and the entry fees twenty five dollars. My son just played in it last weekend. The entry fee is now a hundred dollars. So, just a yeah. little side note. Yeah, kind of yeah. Compare the, <laughs> the the times there, and there's yeah a lot of um lot a lot of Lawrenceville Little League information that we're not going to. But those are the main stories in the sports. Uh, one thing you'll notice we don't have any base. Major League Baseball standings or updates or anything because they were in the midst of their strike at this point. And um, they really, not to get too MLB on this episode, but they did the split season where they did like, they actually did an NLDS that year, you know, 20 some years before they actually started doing it. And they took the first half winner and the second half winner played in the NLDS. And researching that, it really was a horrible idea. Card- the Card- Cardinals got screwed. Cardinals had the best record in the NL East that year and didn't get to go to the playoffs and had the best record of anybody. Gosh. And the, Red- the Reds had the best record in the NL West and didn't get to go to the playoffs because, yeah, because of this. Yeah. Because they both had two really good halves, but they didn't win either one of the halves. Yeah. Whereas, like, the other, you know, it was. But, but overall, they had the best record, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the Expos yeah. and. Woo! Expos and Phillies, I mean, had good seasons, but they didn't have that. So Uh I hit the master's um, music. (laughs) And uh, I did notice over in the Lawrenceville Little League that Shane Neighbors, I think he's playing his final season over at Lawrenceville Little League. Good player. Because, yeah, I remember the next year, because I remember I was in third grade, 
uh, he played on the moose. He kind of took filled it because he would have been those, one of those younger guys, obviously um, played on the moose because I remember Brandon coming in the next day at school and just raving about, they had played the movie. I didn't play my nine-year-old year. I still play. I played another year over at Sumner. Um, raving about the new player that the moose had never heard. Well, I'd heard it. His sister was in our grade. So I was I'm familiar with the last name and Shane neighbors, I guess was setting Bridgeport little league on fire with his power hitting. And, uh, so I know he was last year there. So I did notice that when I was looking through the Lawrenceville news there, um, not too much else. A couple other things I wrote down. I didn't know over on Kings Hill Road, we had the You Taste It cheese shop at that time. I saw where, an ad for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, um, yes, yeah, right there. You go on Route 250 south on Kings Hill Road, first house on the west side. I th- um, it's right around where the Deckards live. I know that. Wasn't that... Oh, the first house on the west side when you turn right. Oh, did I turn south? <laughs> you turn south. I think that was a. I think that was Schofield. Schofield. Yeah, Schofield's definitely lived right. right I think it there. was. It, on, I'm pretty sure that's on the east side though. Yeah, right I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's who opened that. So you're saying the Schofields are on the east side of the road? Right? I know they are. At least one Schofield was on the east side. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that's who opened. I'm positive that's who that's who opened that. It was it wine and cheese, right? Well, uh, all I know is it's Wisconsin cheeses, spreads, and summer. Well, sauce. you gotta have some wine. wine. <laughs> I probably didn't have a liquor license, so I didn't want to promote that. <laughs> behavior, but I, I'm sure they could arrange things there. So that was that was a big story there. The you tasted cheese shop. I don't know that our family ever uh, got any cheese from there, but I'm sure it was delicious. And then. Um, you guys probably already know this, but I had no real, no, um, it's not, it's not that I don't remember. I never knew this, that Gail Sayers was the AD down at SIU and, um, a scathing article on his, the job he was doing. I, like a, I mean, it's a half page about how just he's not made. And you get, I mean, you think of Gail as a, a soft-spoken leader. And I think that's what he, he didn't really have that, you know, making big decisions and being the big voice in the room and so forth. So, and I did look up when his, it did end 81 was his last year as the AD. So um, there was a push to, I think, to get him out of there. It takes almost, I said three quarters of a page on page six. Ouch. If anybody's following along at home, but you could do that. You could get your computer out and follow along while you're listening. That's, that's a good call. Probably something we should have thought of mentioning at the beginning. <laughs> So yeah, that's, um, and honestly, guys, I know the little league was my big story. So I think that takes, that's going to take up my allotted time. Oh my God. That is a big story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's all I have for Tuesday, July 14th, 1981 in the daily record. And Brian, are we ready for another sponsor roulette? We are um, ready. And David, it's your choice here. Number four. Number four. Is that's are you are you locked in on that that choice? Number four? I think so, yeah. Okay. You don't want to phone a friend? You're going with no, four. I'm, okay. I'm good. All right, here we go. We're looking for insurance. We hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. 
Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. You know, we update the commercials all the time. I just can't bring myself to update that. I love it so much. We made that commercial the first night we got together to do the podcast <laughs> at the high above the 18th green at Country Oaks yeah. Golf Course right before we interviewed Coach Evans. Yeah. So, a I lot hate, of good memories with I that. I love that commercial. Um, of course, uh, and they are now a part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency. Okay. And, and speaking of that, we're, we're well into season three of this podcast, which is uh, amazing to me that it's we're already in season three now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. It sure is. Wow. All right, who's got Wednesday? Must be young David. That's me. Uh, thanks to Chip and Gary for stealing at least half my coverage. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, Superman 2, uh, great metal caper duo at the plaza. And the strike. Check and that the, off. And the Major League Baseball strike. <laughs> but uh, I will follow up on Chip's, uh, skip right to the sports section. Um, I will follow up on Chip's report on the, uh, it's not as detailed as what he gave for the uh, Little League All-Stars from Bridgeport. But let's go to the Pony League in Sumner. Ooh, uh, always, oh, wow. always some good this. baseball over there. Um They took both ends of the, this was the past Saturday, but they took both ends of a doubleheader. Uh, Matt Sumner. In the first game, Sumner's Doug Grismer twirled a no hitter. Uh, no surprise there. Over, over the, uh, Easily deal. the most oh. not shocking thing been said on this. <laughs> over the over E.L. Whitmer. Um, well, okay, so hold on here, Dave. While you're, I got a question while you're. Kind of, so they're playing E.O. Whitmer. So at this time, was the pony like what we would know the Babe Ruth League to be? Yeah. And then Sumner got out and the Bridgeport must, teams came in. Must have. Yeah. Okay, I, I like it. I was expecting him to say that it was against Allendale. Yeah, I thought they were Allendale. Um, uh, Albion. Albion, Grayville. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to uh... – I have to. Uh, I had to double check the uh, the wording on this. Uh, this terrible wording. Maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't that bad in 1981. But I'll read it word for word. In the first game, Sum- Sumner's Doug Grismer twirled a no hitter over the EL Whitmer nine, while his mates banged Darren Blair and Mike Shoulders to gain the ten to nothing. Well, that's what happened. It sounds like. Yeah. There you go. But. Um, and then second game, Sumner uh, zonked the uh, People's <laughs> National, <laughs> National Bank. See, we zonked them. See, seven to three. Seven to three um, behind the pitching of Sean Grismer, Brian Laughlin, and Doug Grismer comes back for the second <laughs> Threw a no-hitter in game one and comes back. Well, it was 10 to nothing, so he probably it probably got four run or they four innings. Shannon on that roster, too. But, um, uh, no, no mentions of Shannon, but Sumner, the Sumner hit, the Sumner hitting saw singles by Brian Laughlin and Sean Grismer, doubles by Jimmy Medlin and Sean Grismer, and triples by brothers Sean and Doug Grismer. So geez. Sean just short of the, uh, just short of the cycle. Well, pretty good day for the Grismers. <laughs> did Bridgeport? Did they have any baseball for thirteen to fifteen year olds in at all? 
I, well, they, they didn't I need it. You just, had to go to, you just went to Sumner, I guess, is what you, you did. To. Yeah, you yeah. went over there and yeah. played for Russell and just kicked butt. So what was the score of the second game? Uh, seven to three. So they, okay. So we won 17 to three, basically, in two games. Well, I'm just thinking, why bring Doug in? So they probably going to put a couple <laughs> rubber. Oh, he just needed some more work. A little bit of a rally maybe at the end. And yeah, they put a couple runners in. on, and we had to just stamp that out. Yeah. Jay Baker big, charged big dogs, with the uh, loss in that second game, yeah, I see. Yeah. State champion Jay Baker. Yeah, that's right. In basketball. And Darren Blair as well. I got to give him credit, too. But uh, <laughs> PGA money list, uh, Tom Watson's at the top of the money list uh, with a close to $336,000. So, you can just second now in tournament. Yeah, yeah, no, like it seems, it, seems light, it seems light, but that'd be over, <laughs> that'd be over a million dollars in the day. And, you know, today so eh, i don't know maybe maybe not too bad but but moving on uh we got a got a big farm report um perfect perfect for you to take this day oh yeah kidding let me me get to the right one here while you're doing that in last week's scottish open um what did second place what was second place on the money list dave hundred and Second place on the uh, 324,000 is second place on the money list in July, by the way. So they've been playing yeah. a while. And fourth place got 362 last week in the Scottish Open. So, in one tournament. In yeah. one tournament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not even a major. Yeah. Well, it is in Scotland. That's true, I guess. A tune up. I love that they're showing the pro soccer standings. Well, there's no pace. I I know. I didn't realize there was a strike going on. I'm anxious to see if that continues after the strike's over. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Brian, pause it if you could. Okay. Well, I I completely lost. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll do another, uh, while you're looking for that, we'll do the final installment of this week's sponsor roulette. And we're going to go right here. For pizza in Bridgeport. I was excited. Who are you going to call? Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, of course. You know where they're located right there across from the Dog Pound, where those football memories will be made here very shortly. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9. Of course, the first Friday of every month, they're open for lunch. Call 945-3663-945-FOOD. And if you want to talk about something special, we've got a free trip to Greece for the July Pizza of the Month. It's the Greek pizza. They're going to start you off. With regular crust, you're going to use olive oil, Greek seasonings as the base. Then they're going to add green olives. Then they're going to add onions and cherry tomatoes. Crumble feta cheese on there. And to finish it off, they're going to garnish it with fresh baby spinach. It's a perfect light and fresh option for the summer heat. Try one today at Griffin's Pizza House 945 Food. That's like a diet pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Take a trip to Greece. That's, I mean, I, I like Tyler. Tyler's trying to go light in the hot summer months. That's, That's what he says. It's good, yeah. refreshing pizza for the summer. Very smart. What do you want? 
All right, all thanks right, to I, all the sponsors. Dave, you ready? Yeah, I found it. It was the, the pages are all jumbled up, and there is it was towards the start of things. But uh, so the daily record fields and yields section, which, <laughs> I'd, ne- which I'd never seen. But uh, oh, I remember that. <laughs> but uh, overall, the crops seem to be in good shape. A little bit lacking in rainfall, but a major insect infestation infestation is going. Got cutworms hitting cornfields and in uh, some oh, bean my. fields. Um, Larry, Gar- Larry, Gar- Larry Gartner of Lawrenceville says he has them bad. My father, a young John King of Route 1 Bridgeport, um, <laughs> said he had to replant 20 acres of corn because of cutworm damage. Oh, um, said now, but now he's got, he's got a good stand, even though the heat is causing some of the, the leaves to roll. So that's an issue we hear about. I hear about it like up north, basically like north of. I was here like the cutoff is like north of US 50. So you got to, a lot of guys have to spray for worms. We've never had to do it here, but who, who you haven't no cutworms in 41 years. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, now the, the uh, genetics in the corn now, there's a lot of protection bred into the uh, varieties for that and seed treatments and stuff. So that helps some, but um, just, just like how you're so much stronger than me, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. And then I'll skip ahead to says a light, uh, a light news day. We'll go to the back. We'll go to the back page where it seems like to get into a little bit more well, um, I did spot one thing um, based on a cookout that happened um, in uh, in July of '81. Wish uh, uh, happy birthday last week to Kim Leasty. Oh, happy birthday, Kim! Yeah. And my question, I I posed this to the guys before. Um, we had a uh, the death of Harley Grismer um, on the on the back page, '87. So he was born in 1893, a World War One veteran. My question was if he was, if this would be a grandfather or a great grandfather to the Grismers that we talk about. Yeah, I a lot. I mean, the only the, his sons didn't ring a bell with me, but the uh, the Betty Sizemore of Atlanta, uh, Georgia, um, kind of gives me a thing. There may be connection with our Grismers, but. Anybody, anybody that knows that, you know, yeah. maybe drop a comment on the Facebook page or whatnot. But I think Julie's a listener. Maybe she can find that for us. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, guys. So right. move on to there move is, on to Thursday. There is an ad here on the back page. What do you think a toilet costs in uh, from Home Plumbing Supply in 1981? Forty-five dollars. I saw there was some type of toilet ad for forty-five. So I was yeah. going with that. <laughs> Forty-five ninety-five. Get you. I didn't even see it. I promise. Like, oh, that's awesome. Because that it, it, it was on one of my pages. I know. Like, I feel but like that's, that's a good deal. Well, okay. Even if now it's a great deal. Like prices are basically triple what they were. Quadruple at the Knox County Open. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think you can get a toilet now for ninety, one hundred and thirty-five bucks. No, no. <laughs> oh, that I, hell, I bought a seat the other day and had to replace it. It was like twenty-seven. Yeah, they're yeah, they're in the twenties. Yeah. yeah in so. this way, you get the whole toilet. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to Thursday, and this uh, after we've got the real sponsors out of the way. Uh, 
People's State Bank. I think we probably need to take a break, Brian. Okay, we'll take a break here real quick, and then we'll be right back. So, um, yeah, we just had to take a break. Peek behind the scenes here. Zoom has gotten rid of the unlimited recording time. So when we uh, when we go over, what is it, Chip, 40 minutes? 40 minutes, yeah. Yeah, we have to stop and, and basically restart the Zoom session. So that's where we're at. So back to what I was saying, we've had our real sponsors. And uh, now my segment on Thursday is going to be sponsored by... When I want my druthers, I can choose from all the others, but I'd rather go to druthers restaurant. When I'm about to die for burgers or french fries, or a salad bar that's everything I want. It's true the druthers dish is crispy and delicious. The chicken dinner's very elegant. For food that rivals mothers, you can just forget the others. I'd rather go to druthers restaurant. I'd rather go to druthers restaurant. Actually, uh, Druthers had two ads in this paper. One was just all like a like writing, no prices, no deals. It was just okay. a story about how awesome they were. And then the second ad, uh, double egg and ham, biscuits and sausage, or a breakfast plate, um, all under $2. Buy one Imperial Burger, fries, and a cola. Get the second for half price. But this is the biggie. All you can eat, Sunday salad bar special, Chicken liver, zucchini, eggplant. <laughs> it's weird. That's Good what they. God. That's what they decided to. <laughs> that's what they decided to highlight. But uh, plus many more selections. You know there was fried chicken on there and whatever. Hold All, on, eggplant, chicken gizzards, and what? Uh, zucchini. <laughs> I'm down. That's what they decided to spotlight. They anyway, got the fried chicken. All you can eat, two dollars and thirty nine cents. That's amazing. Yeah. That well, I mean, this would have been a, a, a fair. This would have been pretty new at this point. I think they opened at some point in eighty one. So this is a fairly new establishment here. My there favorite the, part of Druthers is those like serve yourself pickles. <laughs> I think it was pickles and onions. They had their own little. Oh, there at the yeah them. yeah. Oh yeah. Love that. Uh, a great people. restaurant. I'm happy to report that it does look like the one remaining Druthers in uh, Campbellsville, Kentucky. Um, There's still a Druthers, really. Did, mm-hmm. did survive the pandemic, so that's good. Okay. So we, there's one Druthers and there's one Racks up in Joliet. I was worried that it may not have survived. but uh, there, there was a Racks in Kentucky, too. Did it close? Uh, there was one in Kentucky left, too. I said Kentucky's like the home for dying fast food restaurants. There was, yeah, that seems right. And Joliet's uh, the last one in Illinois. There might be a couple. There might be one in Ohio and Kentucky. I think there's one in like Ohio that. and one there's in Kentucky. One, like, uh, like Southern Ohio, right north of West Virginia. Like, okay. In that kind of that area. There might be like, like that's where it started, Rack. Yep, how far are you from Joliet? I'm embarrassed to say that I'm under two hours, an hour 40 maybe. Why are you embarrassed about that? Because he was going to have a Because I've been, I, I've oh, lived where I live now for. I got you. Yeah. So my current location, I've lived here for 11 years. I mean, but I was even in Bloomington, which is not very far away in, before that. Yeah. Joliet's right up the I mean, interstate. Um, and yeah, I've been there once in the last 11 years and I need to get up there more before school starts. Yeah. I'm going to go up there for lunch one afternoon. It's it's crazy to live that close to racks and not go there. Yeah. Brian, how lucky were we did when we roomed together in Richmond, Indiana? We had two of them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that one, that I one. think the last 
that one on the west side hung on for a a long time that's uh the last time i ate one it was it was complete surprise uh we were coming home from my sister's out east taking 70 when st clairsville ohio one of the year old stomping grounds got off the interstate um you know for lunch had no idea what they had and all of a sudden there was a racks it's like you gotta be kidding (laughs) 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 well that'd been like 2002 so it's been you know almost 20 years now my first story kind of took me back to something that i hadn't thought about for a while do you guys remember where you used to go pay the cable bill back in the day and i mean back in the day um city hall in lawrenceville no at the home of art and judy hearts and the story is changing seasons mary bynum lawrenceville bridgeport's voice for full v full view television for more than 11 years was retiring moving to dade city florida Full view television customers will continue to serve their customers of Lawrenceville and Bridgeport. However, the new voice on the phone is that of Judy Hartz at 602 Gray Street. So, but yeah, you used to go, that, that's where, that was the cable office was on the hmm. okay. porch. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. A minor league report, downstate Illinois playing in minor leagues had a busy week. Jimmy Baker of Bridgeport had a phenomenal year at Kinston, which we covered. Go back in the archives and you can listen to that about Jim. In the Class A Carolina League, he was promoted by the Toronto Blue Jays to their Class AA Farm Club at Knoxville of the Southern League. Baker split his first two pitching decisions at Knoxville, fanned 10 batters in 11 innings. So good job. Of course, we've talked about the movies. We're going to start figuring out what's going to be on this weekend. No changes at the Plaza. Superman 2 and the Great Muppet Caper still going strong over there. At the Midway Drive-In, the night the lights went out in Georgia. I know Christy McNichol was in that. I had a big crush on Christy McNichol. You used to get 16 Magazine all the time. She was always in there. I think, I think Mark Hamill from Star Wars played Luke Skywalker. I think he was in that, too. And I, I think uh, Randy Quaid, I believe, was in. Oh, it. Wow! Yeah, I remember. I remember when I, I remember when I saw that. I wanted to go see it, and I believe it was rated R. I think rated PG. Rated PG. Okay. Well, I wasn't allowed to go see it for some reason. So. <laughs> well, maybe it was because Stingray <laughs> was the second one, also rated PG, uh, yeah. and uh, cost you two dollars a person, unless you're under twelve. By golly, you get in free. At the Midway Drive-In. Indian Tavern had an ad. If you wanted a 12-pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon, it's going to set you back $7.95. Budweiser, $8.55. Sterling, $5.95 if you wanted a 12-pack of that. Those are hot, by the way. (laughs) Not cold. Those are cold. Let's see. I think all we're all well, I think all we've got is ha all okay. beer all sale beer hot. That's the way it's okay. worded. All sale okay. beer hot. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, free, free, free. You get a glass of draft beer with the purchase of a twelve pack. Okay. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> Can't beat that. If you wanted a uh, twelve pack of hams, that's only gonna set you back three dollars and fifty cents. So going to the Indian Tavern. Value. Uh, the NEC appears set. The North Egyptian Conference schools appear to be set with their grid and cage coaches for the year. New football coaches at Salem. Chuck Buddy 
formerly of Charleston and Eastern Illinois University, who replaces Daryl Stein. Bob Horst will take over at Flora from veteran Lou Reed. These are big names, too, in the NEC, I tell you. Yeah. Other grid coaches are Clarence Reedy at Lawrenceville, Larry (laughs) Davis at Mount Carmel, Larry Kane at Carmi, Rick Reinhardt at Fairfield, Mike Wilson at Olney, and Bill Huff, who was coaxed out of retirement, to lead the Salukis for one more year. In basketball, the only change has been at Carmi, where Randy Gowen takes over from Tom Mears, who resigned recently to enter private business. Returning cage mentors at this writing are Ron Felling, Bill Guerin, Ron Heron, Terry Ayers, Tom Welsh, and Jim Corona. No no mention (laughs) of the Red Hill coach. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, that was Mike Ray. Uh, the name. Hey, um, what's Ryan, up? Ryan. Yeah. I was just thinking about this today. So, of course, you remember when Coach Ray and uh, Kent Langford did those games together. But when when Ray was still coaching, was it Kent and Stuart K? Was that the team that did uh, Waco broadcast? Or I was trying to just think of today who, who teamed up with Kent Langford. I didn't know if it was Stuart K or not. You know, I don't, I, 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 don't, I, don't I don't know that I, I'm going to say that's probably it, but I really it sound, don't. It, it see, like I have no recollection of hearing Stuart K, but that just for some reason that popped in my head. So there might be something to it. Yeah. Might shoot Mike, Coach Ray would know the answer. All right. All right. Okay. Back to your <laughs> uh, page two of the daily record. Navy loses a missile. <laughs> The Navy Harpoon missile carrying 213 pounds of high explosives disappeared over the horizon and uh, was headed towards a couple of islands of St. Croix. They weren't too excited to find out because we didn't tell them until long after it happened. Um, I think the Navy should have advised the Virgin Islands government immediately, said uh, Senator John Bell. After all, the thing could have hit the sand. So... Be careful there. Uh, the 55 mile an hour speed limit is being compared to prohibition. <laughs> Different senators saying that it's just caused a whole bunch of lawbreakers. So there you go. My, my my dad's my dad's complained about that all his life. So that maybe that was uh maybe that was part of it. So yeah. A Dallas man told police he mistook his mother-in-law for a large raccoon when he hacked her to death with a hatchet in her garage in April. Testimony at his hearing revealed. Detective Detective Lewis Chappell said Wednesday Orville Lloyd, 33, of Dallas, told police following the slaying of Margaret Wise, 49, that he awoke at about 5.30 a.m., went to search for a raccoon he believed had wandered into the garage. He was unable to find the animal, but what he did find was he had hacked his mother to death. I snapped or something, Lloyd told the police. An autopsy revealed Mrs. Wise had been hit 17 times with the hatchet. And the in social news, Chancey Landy's news, Rick... Tanya, Jody, and Annie Polly are running all over the county having dinner. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're busy. But one thing was interesting, though. You know how we always laugh on this show that even when a uh, a female does something on her own, like when the teachers went to the went to a teachers conference all on their own, it was Mrs. David Paddock. Yes. When when uh, Don and Tanya Polly go to dinner. 
the progressive Chancy Landy's news says Mr. and Mrs. Tanya Polly. So wow, I like was, it. Yeah, <laughs> thought that was interesting. One of their uh, one of their little outings was a porch party at the Sportsman's Club, and they uh, at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Leland Cunningham. Children Monica and Joe also present were Mr. and Mrs. Height Baldwin. Okay, so that sounds like a like a fun night. In other news, uh, kind of looking through the classifieds, a purebred Hampshire boar is going to cost you two twenty-five, and a Yorkshire breed gilt is two hundred. They're due the second week of August, and and it is free to, is free delivery. By the All way, right. sounds right. Well, so. well, that got me thinking. I got about three hundred. I got about three hundred bucks for for one in the mid, in the late eighties. So well, all right. So. I I looked up on livestockmarket.com and look at this little bad. Well, I guess it's a girl. It's a guilt. Yeah, look I see. That, okay. Look at that little cutie. <laughs> Two hundred and sixty dollars, and you can own that thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's and a great deal. It's only going up sixty bucks <laughs> since nineteen eighty one. I find that find that really good. She's all obviously I would have expected eight hundred. She's obviously playful. She's chewing on that rod that's being poked at her. So anyway, if you go on livestock.com, you can buy that beautiful Yorkshire Guild. I wish I could show our listeners right now. Um, now renting Bridgeport's newest apartments for senior citizens, 62 and over, Lamplight Manor now taking applications in July of 1981. Do you remember where Lamplight Manor is? No idea. Never heard of it. Is it, uh, is it just south of the football field? Uh, yeah, I was going to say like on Judy Avenue, Main Street, whatever that I'm is. I'm pretty sure it's those ones that are right next to Terry Andrews yeah. Insurance Agency. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was pictured. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those are. Fancy name for it. Yeah. What was our last, what was our last school year one? Because I remember I reported that we're getting rid of that parking lot and building those senior living homes. I don't know. What year did we do last time? I don't know. Well, that'd be 70, 79, 80. It might have been. I think that that's what I was thinking. Maybe right there south of the football field. There you go. Uh, another in the one ads, radio management needed. Now tell me this didn't have a target audience in the daily record. Radio management needed. Midwest, small market, AM, FM, immediate need. Radio experience necessary with strong sales. W-R-U-L in Carmi. Now who's going to be living in Lawrenceville? With strong radio sales and experience, other than somebody working at at Red Hill or at Waco. True. Yeah, yeah. So, so that way, that had target audience. Now a little bit of mystery here. Well, we got Steve Anderson from them. Uh, That's a good call. Years later, so yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they took anybody from us, but they tried. Lost and found a 1980 Red Hill class ring in the 1400 block of 10th Street. There is a reward couple numbers to call ask for Carla now I okay. cross-reference this information with the entire graduating class of 1980 at Red Hill there was no Carla so, Car so Carla may be the mom then Maybe. since now here's so also what I thought was interesting nine well I'm not gonna give the numbers but there's a Lawrenceville number and a Bridgeport number oh and they both say ask for Carla. 
So uh, is it a work number? Is it a home number? Who's Carla? So it's work and home. So we need to go through the entire class of 80, or we need to get so Susan Wright or Joe Kurtz on here to help us out. We need to call the Orangeville number, because that's the business number that where they work at. <laughs> See if that's still in service. You think we should do? Yeah, they're, that's going to narrow it down. Then we can get Susan or Joe. I mean, and... the chances of this business, if this is the business, <laughs> the chances of this thing still being in business is really, really, I mean, any chance this is still Harlow there? <laughs> We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been. There, they went out of Call the Bridgeport number. All right. For Carla. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be still. <laughs> ne- neither number is any better. number that has been disconnected or is no so, longer in service. So, anyway, um, I don't know. There's no Carlos in the class of 80. So okay. it must have been somebody's mom. So, um, again, get on the Facebook page if you know who lost their class ring, because I'd like to know if they found the dang thing. And there was a reward. So good luck on that. That's all I got for uh, Thursday, July 16th, 1981. And uh, let's go to Chip for July 17th, which is the Friday to wrap things up. And we're going to mention, of course, we are sponsored by Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Andrews Insurance Agency, People's State Bank, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Now out to Donna's Dairy Barn. And out to Donna's Dairy Barn and Druthers, where you can get great zucchini and what else was eggplant? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Self serve pickles. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so I've got the Friday issue here. So we're Friday, July 17th. Those will be mainly Thursday, July 16th news, unless it happened really early in the morning. Said like, like, maybe get it in there before deadline. You said that like Steve Anderson. <laughs> um, there's uh, just a little bit to report on. Sumner is going to start enforcing their uh, junk car rule. It's about so, time. Yeah, it's going to be a $50. Uh, it's a $50 fine. Uh, since they started enforcing it. So um, it bans the storage of inoperable junk or abandoned vehicles on public property for more than seven days or on private property where the car is visible uh, for more than 30 days. So that's so if you're still in Sumner today, I'm sure it's still being enforced. So just, just be aware of that in case you hadn't been reminded for 40 years about that rule. Yeah, because I'm so sure that's still in effect, right? Yeah, I mean, I doubt I can't imagine they wrote it out of the um, out of the books in Sumner, so it's still there. Um, over in uh, on the sports page, there is a little uh, pony league. I'm a little more interested in the pony league now. Um, I but that Brid- that Sumner is involved in, but they're not involved in this game, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, an interesting article I saw: there was a minor league protest. And I'm not talking about like the Evansville triplets minor league. I'm talking about Lawrenceville minor league, a double (laughs) protest. Uh, The, the Astros ended up being the Orioles in this double protest, but let's see what happened here. It didn't affect the, the, the standings because the Astros had already been awarded the win and then they won the protested game. So the the final end of year standings were not affected. Um, And I know this is Lawrenceville news, but it's nice. The protest was, was interesting. I've got those Big controversy. So I'm just a little bit on that. Um, so the protested game between the Astros and the Royals was replayed from the fourth inning 
last Tuesday, and the game was won by the Astros 11 It was complicated because there was a protest upon a protest lodge. The last protest was because one of the players didn't get to bat, so they assumed that everybody bats every inning or something. However, it was the bottom of the last inning, and the Astros had two runs. There was no need for the Astros to take their at-bats, as all they could do was add to their score, which makes sense. Right. Um, you know, you're not going to bat that kid, so you must have to, everybody must have to bat at least once in a game or something like that. So they must have inserted him. Um, so, um, the protest center on a player reverting to bat girl and not taking her turn to the plate. Um, and then they replayed the game and, and, and so forth. So I'm kind of in minor league games, all players on the roster who are present must take at least one turn at the bat. So I guess this girl who had been a bat girl, Oh my goodness. yeah, they had moved her to bat girl that game. Oh um, which I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I don't know if it's one of their stronger players. As I've said Maybe a not. million times, it's never the kids that ruin Little League. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know what their reason for ta- – maybe she wasn't a strong hitter, so they s- tried to find a loophole. Oh, she's our bat girl. We don't have to bat her in this game because they're trying to win the league championship. So, I mean, that, why else would you move her to bat girl? If, if you're not- <laughs> that highly coveted minor league trophy they're trying to win. So – I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, that was a little bit about the um, the protests there. And then let's see, uh, down at Allendale, I know they're not in our conference, but they've named Dale Loveless, former Allendale standout. He's going to be the new head coach down at Allendale, and I'm sure we'll be seeing them in the regionals. Uh, Mark Moore was a Lawrence County guy from Lawrenceville. He was in the minor leagues in the um, – it's like the Reds organization. I looked him up. 82 was his last year. He never made it to the show. He did get to AAA. He got traded to Detroit and played a summer at AAA Evansville. Right. Um, so that was that's in these nice little sports scribblings <laughs> that I like here. That's kind of a downer, though, a little bit. You finally, you make it at least to AAA. It's so exciting. You get go to Evansville. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys go to many Evansville triplets games during the years? I've been to one. It was great. It was great autographs. I remember going to one. I remember my yeah. My I think Dad and Mom took us down there once or twice, and then I remember going with with the aforementioned TJ McClellan and the moose okay. we went down there once. And I remember um, where I don't remember if it was over the intercom or word spread that they needed to come and get Joe Wolf. Cause he was on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So yeah, our, our little league team went down there in 83 and um, Got Barbaro Garbay's autograph. He ended up playing on the World Series champs the next year for Detroit. That was pretty cool. We had Triple A baseball on Evansville. I mean, oh, it was. I, I make a it joke. Was, it was not, still Triple A baseball. Yeah, I mean, not low level. But I mean, you're once. I mean, that, you know, all those great Tigers play. You know, Gibson and Parrish and all those guys played there. Yeah, I mean, they all played at Evansville. Um, well, I know Brian had to step away for a little bit because I had. I'll get to movies because I don't think anybody's going to get this answer, but. I don't know the answer, just looking for some help here. I'm noticing, and this person would just be 71 um, in a couple days. He'll turn 71. Happy birthday. Happy 30th birthday to Tube. T-U-B-E. Do you guys, and I don't know, so this isn't really a trivia question. Do you guys know who Tube is in Lawrence County? He's, he, he's 71, so he's probably in Lawrence County today. If he might, so a lot of listener questions today. Tube. We've all... We've all asked for help from the listeners. If you know who Tube is, well, his birthday is coming up in four days. 
So well, happy birthday, this, Tube. Yeah, this weekend, Sunday is his birthday. So happy 71st to Tube. It looks like at the plaza because it's Friday. The Friday newspaper's a good one because you grab it and you get to see what movie's starting. What's coming well, out. A lot of times, a lot of times they would eventually I think they would tell you on Thursday, but I, apparently they didn't back then because um and this is wasn't any internet. This is unheard of. There's only one movie playing at the plaza. They're going to put Fox and the Hound in Plaza 1 and Plaza 2. Whoa. <laughs> I've never seen this before. And I've seen Whoa. some big movies being played at the plaza. I've E.T. was there. They didn't do this for E.T. Um, and E.T. is one of the all-time greats. <laughs> and E.T. Yeah. was impossible to get into. And, uh, well, that's because it was only it was one theater. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, plazas 1 and 2 is the way. And if we got a hold of next week's, which we could easily, but. I didn't look ahead. I don't know if they eventually moved another movie in. They didn't, maybe the movie they had ordered or something didn't arrive. I don't, you'd think they could have just kept Muppets on for another few days, but they're going Fox, <laughs> Fox and the Hound in two theaters. Um, so, and then too much Lawrenceville news, but congratulations to VFW and Lawrenceville Little League. They did have Gus Gillespie and Brad Trickett on that team. So you can see why they uh, won the won the league over there. The Doughboys, the VFW Doughboys. Is that like a is that like a military name? Is that like a I was just wondering why they call them the Doughboys. I figured it had to be do some some type World, of military. World War One veterans, I would be my guess. There we go. That's, that was the, that was the name of our soldiers. That, yeah, yeah, cool. that explains there. it right there. Yeah. Um, job, Dave. and then that's why you win trivia. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, not much going on in um, people in the the local news. I know the class of '56 is going to be having their 25th reunion coming up this weekend, the 18th. So tomorrow, according to this, and I'm just going to make sure I've covered everything in the paper before we wrap up this episode it looks like i don't really have anything else but i want to make sure i cover all bases of course all the church services on the friday you can uh if you're looking for a church to attend that weekend that's always and for years that would move that would go that way where you would have information of which church to attend and isn't sometimes it, what the sermon would be isn't it kind of sad that newspapers aren't like this anymore where you're uh, like you yeah. said you're so excited to grab that newspaper yeah and- It'd be one and it'd be one thing too. I mean, I would I would prefer a newspaper, but even if you could have all this stuff like on online. Right. You know, where you could get on the daily record online and Yeah, I mean we talk this, about the this, internet. All this but... stuff would be all this stuff would be there. Yeah. Right. We talk about well, we don't have we didn't have the internet back then, but the, we have the internet today, and there was more yeah. information available yeah. back then. Oh, absolutely! And we're talking like even if you pay for the daily record subscription, you're not getting all this information right. that you, no. that you could yeah. get back. I mean, you can get on, go on there and see Steve Blackwell's batting average, and you can yeah. see George Griffin's batting average, and all that. I mean, people don't do that kind of or Mr. Carey's synopsis. Right. I'd love to get a hold of that yeah. 1980 Bridgeport Leader and yeah. see that. Hey, um, I do have breaking news. Okay. In the July 24th issue of the Daily Record, I've got a Plaza update. Plaza <laughs> Cinemas 1 and 2. They took Chip's advice. Fox and the Hound in Theater 1 and the Great Muppet Caper oh, comes I, back. I for- really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got the reel sitting up there. You might as well throw it on. 
there was there was no worse feeling going over to that theater and their blind would be all the way mm-hmm. out past the oh whatever. yeah past gate or not what was the store on the other it's been a lot of things over the years but the store on the other side of jc penny was way all past that the, all it was, the a, it, was a, it was yeah. a tj maxx for a while got to go in that direction it probably comes in that direction too but Oh yeah, I mean, we waited in that long line to get Raiders of the Lost Ark, and yeah. and you didn't know. I mean, you're like, you you're just not, hoping. It's not you know, like you could buy tickets online or anything. Is it your movie that's the long line, or is it the other movie? And <laughs> is the seat still going to be there when you get there? Right, like, right. We just missed Raiders of the Lost Ark. I remember watching uh, them put a piece of notes. It could have change, changed your life, Jim. It might, it might be your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah I, would, <laughs> I definitely would have seen all four by now. The butterfly effect. Think so much, how much different your life would be had you got in. <laughs> so, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on that day, but this was fun. It's just, and it's not really about the news. It's good when we have other conversations and things that pop up and so forth. So it was fun discussing it. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Um, going back 41 years to July of 1981. So that's all I have, Brian. I love, I love anything early eighties and, and things were so different. Even like just, just the way they wrote things was different. And, and I love going back in the seventies and early eighties and, and reading that stuff. That was a, that was a fun episode. what did we talk about? That's the real question. Um, some people may just skip all the, all the nonsense and just go right to um, what we talked yeah. about. Yes, they did. Altadonna's ice cream. You get a coupon, get buy one, get one free. Sean Grismer nearly hit for the cycle. Sean Grismer throws a no-hitter and probably saves the probably saves the day in the second game. <laughs> oh yeah. Tony Wells serves in the Indian Ocean. We discussed the Lamplighter Apartments, is that what they're called? The Lamplight Manor. <laughs> Brand new for you. We talked about um, the Jamersons flipping channels. They went from Little House on the Prairie right over to Lou Grant to yes. finish out their television yeah, definitely, evening. Definitely. Um, we talked about the how they, the all-star coaches are named. Some people may not have known that. That's right. Francis Carey throwing aspirin tablets at everybody. <laughs> Tom Watson leading the whole PGA Tour. Rax and Druthers. Rest in peace. Yeah, we love them. Two great restaurants. All right. Don't forget, go to Druthers and get zucchini and eggplant, all you can eat. On behalf of Chip, Dave, Gary, I'm Brino. We are Red Hill. Let's go white.